0: Welcome back to Two (laughs) Peas! I loved at the opportunity. I knew you were going to let me if... (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't. (laughs) Anyways. Two Peas! In a podcast. (laughs) People can't see it, but I'm doing... I'm doing... I got ice in my veins. No. Let's go! Okay. I'm really sorry
1: you're here, but welcome back to another episode of Two Peas in a podcast. Last time,
0: we actually had quite a few viewers that actually told us personally, that they enjoyed our podcast. Why do
1: you sound so surprised? Actually, a few. Did
0: you, Did you hear what we, <laughs> What kind of <laughs> is this dude? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what oh, Anyways, on. one part, like one thing that we kind of touched upon in our last episode was uh, what our plans were in college. And since we have quite a few overlaps and some differences, and these are the very passions and interests that have shaped the people we are today, we thought we might dive a little bit deeper into those. Is that isn't that right, Nicole? Did you say dive a
1: little deeper because we're on a beach right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you. yeah. You and- See what I did there?
1: <laughs> like Caitlin said, our passions do. Like our interests do overlap a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but then we also differentiate themselves in our own ways. For example, I guess- because yeah, we're not like those other girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we quirky, like those other girls being the other person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're both pretty interested in politics, but how we differ is how we choose to connect that to our more creative sides, I guess. So Caitlin, for Caitlin, that would be philosophy. Mm-hmm. And for me, that would be like journalism and writing. So, so, so what exactly is your major next year?
0: Mm, good question. Next one. Um, So, with, like, a politics and philosophy degree, I think beyond just, like, the... the, the, Oh, for those of
1: you who did not listen to our previous episode, which you should do, by the way, Caitlin Mm. will be attending the London School of Economics next year. Yes. Isn't it, like,
0: London School of Economics and... Political science. And, oh, Yo. fair. And Nicole will be attending Northwestern University, oh, Medill School of Journalism, Media, oh. and Communications.
1: Well, <laughs> even I didn't know the full name. <laughs> <laughs> How I did you know right. that? <laughs> it fell right. <laughs> Just like us. But yeah. So, Caitlin will be <laughs> pursuing a <laughs> politics and philosophy degree, and I will probably be doing a journalism major with either a minor or double major in, like, political science. Mm.
0: The alternative was philosophy and art history, but as uh, many of my pengyou's, my very supportive friends told me, it would essentially be the same as quote-unquote majoring in unemployment. True. So here I am (laughs) (laughs) wondering what the next three years are going to look like. But for me at least, I first fell in love with philosophy summer of my sophomore year. I think I was visiting, I was touring a school and they were talking about the philosophy program and I was like, dang, these philosophy kids sound really smart. I want to sound like one of these smart kids. So I literally went on Google and I Googled philosophy books. And like the shortest one that came up was The Stranger by Albert Camus. And then I went to the library, borrowed it, and I actually read it, which was like That's surprising, right? <laughs> I came <it> like <it> groundbreaking. <laughs> it was like one of the first books I'd probably read in like over like two years at that point. But there was something about that book that was just so unsettling, but that just felt so, so, so relatable. For those of you that haven't read it and Shout out to Mr. Clongry that constantly roasts me about like only knowing about this book. <laughs> it's about this man that kills a guy, spends some time in, okay, I'm explain it really badly. Read the book, but like it, 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 the ways in which it was written really, I felt like were really captivating. Like I, I think like that sort of like discomfort is what really drew me to philosophy. And so afterwards, like I started reading a bit more and then I realized like, you know, like this whole asking questions thing and making people uncomfortable, kind of my thing so here i am uh, yes, you like majoring in <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> not knowing things and making people uncomfortable literally me in a major but i've always been pretty interested in politics i actually did mun in middle school Ooh. i got bullied at a conference I, I wasn't bullied i was just really bad at debate i had no idea what i was doing it was really embarrassing because there were parents watching and then i quit mun and then i joined forensics so why are you interested in that politics side of your degree then it's always felt somewhat intuitive and like understanding the world around you I think is an essential part of life like I feel like we almost like have like the sense of duty to know what the problems are in today's world and what we can do to fix it and like I think it's like I don't know somewhat self-righteous and assuming for me to think that you know we have what it takes to fix the world's problems but it's, it's better than kind of just like sitting on your ass and not really doing anything else my like, I, I was like originally interested in politics and then I drifted away from it for a little bit just because like people are like too stubborn it's too argumentative which is ironic because I did debate for a really long time <laughs> um, people were just making the same kinds of mistakes over and over again and I just felt like you know like it's probably not worth pursuing it's really pessimistic and I think almost unrealistic for us to assume that people can't change and I think that's something that I'm trying to like Get myself to break out of. At the very least, like you just have to hope that people have the desire to be better.
1: I guess for me, first of all, like the politics side of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm planning on either pursuing political science or international studies at Northwestern. At the age of four, I moved to Shanghai. And I <laughs> you were just here. saying like
0: at the age of four, I fell in love with politics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're one of those Asian kids. Oh my god.
1: But yeah, so I I lived in Shanghai for a good chunk of my childhood, and so obviously like great firewall no phone no youtube no netflix no tv shows like the shows i watched were like either chinese versions or like pirated crappy (laughs) movies and like cartoons and stuff so when i moved to hong kong in fifth grade it was like all of a sudden i was exposed to a lot of different things i found like instagram i was like wow what is this what is youtube like what is the news what is Google? Because before we just used Dude, Baidu. What is Google? Okay, philosophy <laughs> major. And then I moved to Taiwan the year after. And my parents, like Asian parents, forced me to join Modern United Nations in 7th grade. And I hated it at first because I don't like... Ironically, I hate confrontation. Even though I do debate. <laughs> There's a lot of irony in this. But yeah. So I, I was forced to try MUN and, and I ended up like actually really, really liking it. Mm. And so how many, it like six years later, I'm still doing it today. So it's like been a very long journey. But I think as to why I think politics is important, it's along the same lines as Caitlin. When, my, when I was trying to write my college apps and then, you know, my brother was asking me like, okay, so why exactly are you interested in this? Or like, why do you think studying political science and international relations is important, or why would you want to do it? And then all I could really come up with was, why would you not want to understand it? Mm. And I realized that's kind of a really sh**ty reason. <laughs> I honestly didn't know what else Northwestern, don't her. Oh, please, no. It's just always been such an, an important part of my life, I think, especially living in, like, Shanghai, Taipei, and Hong Kong. Mm. There's always something politically going on. And because as I moved around, I still had like friends and connections in these other places, I always wanted to stay updated and feel like I was still a part of that community in that home, which is why I started reading the news every night and like staying like updated on what's going on in the world. And I think those circumstantial factors combined, like wanting to keep in touch with my friends in my homes, um, you know, being exposed to like, <laughs> The internet and social media and such. That sounds so sad. It's not <laughs> like I came from like some prison or something. Well, like you get the point. <laughs> no, not getting too political And here. then just like joining M U N and stuff, I think all of those things sparked my passion in politics. And then Journalism. Yeah, the journalism side of it is I think politics itself, it's more of like a knowledge-based subject. For me, being able to apply knowledge is really important. Like if you aren't able to apply it, then what's really the point of just knowing it, like, I want to be able to do something with it, what, which so is... Well, every
0: physics professor out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to find a way to be able to apply, you know, political science and that international relations theory and knowledge. And, yeah, I read a lot of different news sources, like, usually I read, like, the BBC or The Economist. What's mainly. your favorite? I'd say, yeah, this is what I wanted to get into, like, The Economist. I think their opinion editorials or op-eds are written really well. Like, mm. that style of writing, I think... Is really sophisticated, but in a way that is still interesting and understandable in like to the everyday reader mm-hmm. and so I think that was reading those types of articles that, that was what <laughs> got me interested in becoming a journalist and basically sharing that knowledge and that news with other people mm. and so I started to look into it, I started writing more and then I did like recently I did an internship with SEMP Young Post and I started writing for them regularly, and that was what kind of confirmed to me that I was interested in journalistic writing and not even just in politics because I wrote stuff on like just like lifestyle and movies and stuff and I found it really interesting just like the act of like sharing that with other people as well and so that's why I decided I wanted to not only study that knowledge-based side of like politics and international relations but to also combine that with something more practical and applicable which is like journalism Mm. so it goes the other well.
0: Yeah, I honestly, like, considered being a journalist for a period of time, but I think it was around the time that the protests started in Hong Kong. Mm. Um, and, like, physically being in the presence of, like, um, like everything at the time, and, like, see, like, watching everything unfold, the journalists were always, like, the people pretty much at the front lines. Like, I remember, um, like, the day the national security law passed, I was in Bay with my, with my dad for lunch, and then my phone ran out of battery, which is big, scary. But I was like kind of pushed along with a bunch of other journalists just cause like they were all like walking in the same direction. And I kind of like just watched them do their thing. And like for me to see how willing they were to like put themselves at risk for like the truth and for knowledge, like that's really admirable, but it's just like- Not for you. Not for me. I'm like, okay, like, so this is something that like I've recently talked to Uh, like, Friends in the States about. Like, I think our perception and, like, our idea of, like, politics and, like, participation, especially, I think that's, like, a really key part of, like, how I think Asian cultures and Western cultures typically diverge. So, like, partly, I mean, we live under the national security law now, and so things like protests, for instance, and, like, political activism are kind of on the down low, (laughs) seeing as it's illegal, But like in the States, for instance, like I know a lot of people are mobilized and a lot of people go out and like support with these causes. And I remember a couple years ago um, in Hong Kong, we held our own March for our Lives protest and I participated in that. I had like a sign and everything. I was like, oh yeah, you know, like this is it. This is like, these are my people. We are all like so passionate about making a change in the world. then as soon as I left, I like thought to myself, I was like, "Hmm, there were maybe about like 30, 40 people today. We just walked around Central, which is like one of the nicest areas of Hong Kong and they're like always like some sort of like event right mm. we like walked around we all thought we were like making a change we thought that like you know like the US was going to change their gun their, their, their gun reform because laws of this because walk. of like this one walk that a bunch of kids in Hong Kong were doing and I thought about that and I was like like I, like, I, like I took a long hard look at myself and I asked myself like why it was that I was there and like what it was I really thought I was doing and so for me like I think with journalism, it almost feels the same, and like like with any sort of like activism or like political participation, it almost feels the same. and I feel like a big part of it is like we're discouraged because we live in Hong Kong. but I think it also sort of disillusions us because I think we become more pessimistic about what we 're actually capable of doing, so when it comes to politics, for instance right like I think that's why i've I felt more confused about what it is exactly that I want to do in the future, because for a period of time, I wanted to be like a lawyer, right? Like I thought, oh, you know, I'll be helping so many people. Like, you know, it's, it's for the greater good. But if you watch any kind of like legal drama, or if you like read about like certain trials or whatever, like there are just so many technicalities and systemic issues that I think individuals aren't able to solve at a grassroots level that I think require like almost like a trickle down effect. And so it seems pessimistic because it's just like, oh, you know, we as individuals can't really do much. But I think that's kind of, I guess, like the way that I see the world. And so that's why, like, I think I don't really know. Like, I don't have as clear an idea of what I want to do in the future as you do, I think. Honestly, I don't really know either because up until... Mr. Sun said not to pursue journalism because it's a dying career, but, you know, you do. (laughs) Sorry,
1: Mr. So- but like, no, up until the very beginning of sophomore year, I actually wanted to do like pathology and medicine. I'm very much a humanities person now, but the one part of STEM that has always attracted me is biology. AP Bio is honestly one of the most interesting courses I've ever taken. Mm. So, and, and so biology is definitely still something I want to study in college. And I, I talk about this with my parents a lot too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I got to Northwestern. I did like, I don't know, maybe like a year in Medill in the journalism school and I want to switch out of it. Like Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if I got there and my interest changed completely. It's one of the aspects that attracted me to the American educational system in the first place. It's just that you have the opportunity to explore so many more things than you would in a place if you had to like choose your major and be set for the next three years, which is why I didn't really want to apply to the UK because Mm. I didn't know for sure that politics and journalism was exactly what I wanted to do. But so I'm, I'm gonna take a bunch of different classes in the States in the first year, hopefully, to try and find you know, what I'm really interested in. Yeah, I don't really know what I want to do either. I'm just following what I think might be it, but if it changes, that's okay.
0: I think I kind of have that as well. Going to the UK, if I wanna transfer majors, I have to literally transfer degrees or transfer schools. We have to reapply and it's just like a huge hassle. So for me, like I'm kind of just like praying that when I get there it'll be okay. Cause I've always known that I was interested in philosophy, but like I don't know if I have what it takes to do a philosophy degree. I don't know if it's gonna be everything that I'm looking for. And I think that's why like it's also quite difficult to differentiate between like a hobby and a passion, right? So that is a little bit worrying. Like I'm like I keep trying to tell myself, seeing as it is applicable to literally everything. Like I'm pretty sure that's like a philosophy of science course, like there was like like history, I cannot speak, history of philosophy. There's like political philosophy, philosophy and psychology. It literally applies to everything. But I'm worried that the challenge of it is gonna take away from the magic of it. Like what's like the the over-justification effect? It's when you put a reward to something that like used to be fun and that you used to do simply because you really enjoyed doing it oh yeah it's when intrinsic motivation becomes extrinsic motivation and then you lose the intrinsic so, motivation. so like when i get to college and then i lose my intrinsic motivation and i'm just trying to get my degree like that's gonna be quite hard i think but i think slowly i'm starting to realize that if i really do believe that it's something that i want to do then i'm always going to like i'm going to spend the rest of my life wondering what my life would have been like if i had pursued that instead but at the same time like i think that's also like why i kind of wish that i had the option to go to the states because like something that i've always wanted to try with philosophy is like you know like film or like screenwriting i think film and like literature in general feel a little bit more accessible to people so i mean like for me i got my start in philosophy by by reading a work of existential literature and i think if you're able to connect people through like an experience that they can relate to, that is quite powerful. I think like that's like something that we, we both do, like you with journalism and me like doing like philosophy and like writing like sad boy hour brain dumps in my journal that mm, we'll never see the, the light, light of day. day. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like with politics as well though, like is it really worth it? So a question I often ask my friends is if you knew that the end of the world was one year from today? What would you spend that year doing? I'll give you guys a couple of seconds to think about it. Caitlin's okay, counting on her
1: fingers right
0: now, by the <laughs> way. Dude, if I don't count on my fingers, I'm gonna lose track. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> counting kind of hard. All right. Um, That's why you not a not? Oh really. London School of Economics, more like I can no. <laughs> Makes. <Mix>. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> anyways um, yeah like a lot of our friends have said like they would spend a lot of time with their friends and family, they would travel. One person said that she wouldn't change a thing because, you know, if you try to live every day to the fullest, then you're always going to wish that you did something more, right? Which I think it's a really interesting take on that. Um, one of our friends said he would have as much sex as possible. As humanly possible. This is this Yes.
1: I, I... First try. <laughs> first try. Well,
0: How would you spend that year? Obviously with me.
1: Of course, of course, mm, of course. <laughs> mm, yes, yes. Sounds cliche, but I think just trying as many different things as possible.
0: Marijuana. <laughs> drugs are bad for
1: you. I feel like there are a lot of life experiences that we don't get just because we are so focused right now on one path in our lives, which is school, and then college, and then job. And I think when you are like trying to get as best of an education as possible, of course. it it, it is such an like an important part of our lives but i also think that you know it closes a lot of doors for us that we won't even consider at all just because we know oh this is what we're supposed to do Mm. i feel like if i only had one year left it would just be trying as many things as possible with
0: and then what people that i love And then what? (laughs) then you die. (laughs) See, that's the thing, though. Like, I think with politics, the goal is to do something that will surpass your own lifetime, right? Because it's going to last. It's going to make some sort of an impact. But, like, when you, if you were to have one year left, does it really even matter at that point? And then at what point does it actually matter, right? Like, what if you say, like, okay, like, the world's going to come to an end in 10 years. Like, at what point do I allow myself to actually have a life for myself you know I think I'm just like scared that the desire to help people is going to exceed my desire to fully live doing something like politics is just like you know like like why wouldn't you right like why wouldn't you try to make the world a better place like why wouldn't you try to understand the world a bit more Mm -hmm. but at the same time like how do you know if you've lived a fulfilling life trying to help other people when you yourself might be drowning
1: why does it have to be mutually exclusive though like I'm sure for a lot of people those there are a lot of overlap in those two things and maybe like living your life to the fullest will be pursuing those passions as well
0: true but i think for me like i don't know if it really is and so unless i go to like the states or like you know win a million dollars and like get to like spend a year doing whatever the hell i want like i don't know like write like a really screenplay or something and like you know whatever right like i'll never really know because i feel like it's kind of the path that you've been working towards it's really hard to be the kind of person that can do x and also do y right like it's kind of it's really hard to be the kind of person that like is like more emotional and like more i think vulnerable and also do something like politics where you have to be like mm. really logical analytical you can't, you and can't you like have it all, so. you can't have it all dude life kind of short though yolo <laughs> is what i'm trying to say philosophy degree let's mm. go so what would you th- do then for the with the year yep Uh, Like abandon literally everything and then just like travel the world see everything that I can like spend a good chunk of time alone and like okay, Alone obviously means with you (laughs) Obviously! Um, Of course, of course. course. No, yeah, like I think just like spend a lot of time doing the things that I want to do so that like I won't be able to say oh, I never at least tried it. So it's kind of like trying new things, but not like trying things just for the sake of trying it, trying it so that like, I knew that at least I gave it a shot. Mm. Like for you, like you know, if you had all of your expenses taken care of and like, you didn't have to have a job or anything that like, would generate any amount of income, what would you do with your life? A lifestyle journalist.
1: I'd feel kind of useless. I would feel very small, like I wasn't really helping anyone or contributing much. I was just kind of writing about, like, aimless things that, like, oh, this kind of pleases me today, or that, like, will become interesting tomorrow.
0: I think I'd be a writer. Um, I think I've always, like, I've always known that I, like, have wanted to write, but it's just, like, I think it's, like, kind of similar to what you said earlier about, like, feeling small, feeling like you can't really make an impact. It feeds into this cycle that I'm constantly stuck in, which is, like, oh, you know, like, I want to do these things because I want to make an impact. But, like, what is it about me that really thinks, or, like, like what is it about me that, actually can make this kind of impact happen so what what,
1: what's why is that suddenly attainable then if you like if you have a bunch of money like under the scenario Mm. are you would you still be making an impact then or is it just because oh now you can do whatever you want to do and not really care about the consequences
0: i think it's kind of both but i think Seeing, like, the amount of change that, like, people can do when they, like, when, like, rich people, like, donate to, char- or like, start up their own charities, right? Because they had so much money to begin with, it, like, becomes a lot easier to make that kind of change possible. I think that's also, like, why, like, I want to, like, go into politics, right? Like, like having having immense amounts of wealth, I think, like, introduces you to a circle of people that have that kind of influence. And I think that's, like, the trickle-down effect that I mentioned earlier, as opposed to, like, starting starting from the bottom now but we're not really here because we're working (laughs) up (laughs) so like yeah like i I think it's like the cycle of i need to be doing something because like why wouldn't i and like i like i care about people i think people deserve better fundamentally like as a human i recognize these rights or whatever like whatever social issue it is or like whatever environmental issue it is like there are things that we definitely really care about and then from there, it's just like, okay, I care about it. But what is it that I can actually do to make a difference? Like, you look at all the people that have tried to make a difference and that weren't really able to. And, like, maybe, like, they made some, but, it like, it doesn't really account for that much. It doesn't account for as much as you would hope. Then, like, you start to ask yourself, is it even really worth it?
1: So how does that factor into your politics and philosophy major, then?
0: So I think for me, it's, like, on one hand, I do hope that, like, whatever I end up doing, if it's in politics will make some kind of a, big, like, a difference, it will be substantial and it will be something that like, really does matter. But then at the same time, it's like, if I'm not really able to make a difference in other people's lives, then why not like, make a really big difference in my own life and the way that, in which I live? And why not like, do it in a way that makes me genuinely happy and like, feel really fulfilled in the way that like, I've always imagined? I feel like this has been like really tangent we can play DZ's, like, I literally queue. do not care. I literally don't care. <laughs> DZ's, I literally don't care. Cued here. But some food uh, for thought.
1: Yeah, I feel like I similarly, like, sometimes I will, I, I guess you, you can consider your own view slightly more pessimistic. Mm. I feel like sometimes yes. I have that, but I think through the experiences I have, I am also more optimistic that, you know, there are things that we are able to do that will not only make us happy, but also you know, make a difference in other people's lives. Like when I was doing that internship with SEMP, I got to talk to so many like amazing people. Like I talked to like teen entrepreneurs and activists. I think I talked to a Georgetown law professor. I've talked to students in Myanmar. And specifically with like an article that I wrote on teen activists and the work they're doing. And I know that through that article, some of them were able to make a lot of connections. They were able to get in contact with other like news agencies they got like a lot of publicity they were able to make connections and do collaborations with each other and so i think even in that small way even as just like an intern kind of writing an article for some i guess sort of local newspaper for like a month long thing i was able to make that kind of difference however small it was in other people's lives so i feel like there will always be that worry that what we're doing Will either only contribute to us or only contribute to other people, and that the two are mutually exclusive from each other. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there is a way to be able to bring it together. You know, if we don't kind of have that attitude, or at least that hope that maybe that's possible, we would never truly be satisfied with anything.
0: I think the way that I see it is like the all or nothing type of principle, right? Like, really, yeah, we took the AP Psych. We took AP Psych college board give us a five for me like if i want to commit to something i want to be able to commit to it and not doubt myself really trust myself and like believe that it's the right thing that i like it's the thing i should be be able able to though i think it's like how like a lot of people like when they describe like their their careers like finding something that they like finding people or finding things that they really 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 love it's like you just know right i haven't like i don't know if i've had that and like at the same time Do you ever get this fear that you're going to lose sight of why you started doing anything at all?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like that's happened to us several times with clubs and, like, college apps and stuff.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, But, like, with, like, politics, right? Like, it's, like, like, what if we become one of those corrupt politicians? Like, or, like, what if, like, you know, we become one of those politicians that is involved in something that, like, a child somewhere is going to be, like, what the hell? How can you be so unethical and, like, go ahead with this, like, program or whatever that, like, is, like, so clearly, like, terrible for us when you're, like trying to do the right thing or like when when you feel like you need to make those decisions Mm. I mean like it's impossible to please everyone but it's like will we be able to go to sleep at night knowing that like the reason why we do those things like why we like go into politics to like try to help people or like why we write because like we want to share a message are you ever afraid that that's gonna like go away or you're gonna lose sight of that
1: I mean I think it's definitely possible (laughs) that
0: personally that's why I don't want to
1: go directly into politics. Like, I don't want to be, like, a politician or whatever.
0: (laughs) And this isn't to say that we will become corrupt politicians. Like, in Gov, we ran a simulation, right? so I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the other day, like, in in Gov, we did the simulation where, like, it, like, we had to, like, trade with other countries, like, quote-unquote trade. Um, But, like, you could also kind of backstab them and then, like, choose not to cooperate and then you would, like, get more out of it. I remember, like, because we were partners, like, you would always assume that other people were going to act as they said that they would but I always suspected that they wouldn't and I feel like it's a really pessimistic and almost like unhealthy way of like viewing other people like assuming the worst like I, I feel like I often like assume the worst but hope for the best but like I feel like you assume the best and so like for me to have like backstabbed other countries like it didn't feel as wrong as it did for you mm-hmm. and that's kind of scary because I'm like oh I'm studying politics and like studying philosophy right like these are the things that should matter. These are the, like this is like why I want to have that kind of foundation, right? But as people change, their perspective changes. Like there's so many movies and like stories about people that like like there's like the characters are, like oh I don't even know who you are anymore, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's like oh like like who, like what who have, have you become? become? <laughs> like, you know like how did you let yourself fall so far, right? Maybe we'll have one of those moments in the future. Maybe we won't. Like maybe we'll have like that like oh this is the right thing for me or like maybe like we'll completely switch. These are things that, like I think, are impossible to predict, but like, yeah. we can't help. In that same vein, like, just the fact that we don't have any sense of certainty, it means that, like, just because, like, I was not saying like one door closes, another door opens. Just because you can't see a door doesn't mean that it's closed.
1: Just because you can't see a door doesn't mean it's <laughs> not there. Oh, oh, permanent, permanent oh, oh, p- hands. <laughs> <laughs> please give us a five,
0: <laughs> and please give us a like for this 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 podcast episode sign up for our senior project presentation we will have some fun things planned for you yeah. then but yeah basically <laughs> send us questions you have let us know if you're interested in hearing more on or like topics. if you want to be like a guest or something
1: but yeah we hope to see you at the senior project presentation on may
0: 18th you may hear many future episodes from the beach as we hot girl summer it up as they say, questionable. Maybe, okay. Thank Peace. you. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Putting it's the ass in passion. Aww. That's the
1: title. <laughs> I see it in light. <laughs>